Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did. I'm Caroline Odom. I'm so excited to share this season nine bonus episode featuring The Lead's own Charlotte Norsworthy. If you've been following along with The Lead, you may recognize Charlotte as a former host of the podcast and the current executive producer. As Charlotte finishes her master's degree in journalism here at the University of Georgia, I invited her on the show to reflect on her time at UGA and to celebrate where she's headed next. In addition to her contributions to The Lead, Charlotte has interned with NPR's Business Desk and with Bloomberg News, worked as the director of content for the Outlaw Ocean Project, and served as president of the Georgia chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists. This conversation was a blast and certainly includes some wonderful advice and wisdom from Charlotte. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Additionally, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, this episode of The Lead was recorded over Zoom. Thank you in advance for your continued patience with audio imperfections. Now, here's The Lead. Hi, Charlotte. Thank you for taking some time this afternoon to jump back on the lead with me. How are you today? This is so strange, Caroline. I'm so excited to be here, obviously. It's been so awesome watching you um, take over and step into the host's seat. And it just feels strange now being back and being on the receiving end of the interview. But I'm doing really well. Well, I'm happy you're here, and I wanted to have you here because you've done so much for the lead, and within Grady in general, you've just had a super great career at the University of Georgia. Um, You got your bachelor's degree in journalism and political science, and then you just are about to finish your master's, or you finished all the coursework, and now I guess waiting for it to be official, official. Um, So I want to start you know, with what you're doing next. What are your plans for after you complete your master's degree. Yeah, so it's it's really crazy that I'm finally wrapping up being a student for now at least. Obviously, things, you know, could change and I could decide to go back and be a student again, but this is going to be the first time that I'm not in school, which feels strange, but also really exciting. And I'm very fortunate to have a really incredible job lined up with the Ala Ocean Project, which actually um, the director of the Ala Ocean Project was a guest on the lead uh, just most recently, uh, Ian Urbina. I've worked with him uh, for the past handful of years and was originally introduced to him through connections at Grady. Um, And so without those connections, I would have never gotten a part-time gig with him, and now that has turned into a full-time offer. So I'll be working with him, um, really digging into the outlaw ocean space, the sort of lawless realm of the ungoverned and ungovernable uh, high seas. Um, It's a subject that I've always been really passionate about um, growing up on the coast, and so it just really uh, makes sense for me. And I won't be, you know, straying too far away from Grady as well. I'll be helping out and uh, and teaching in some some capacities as well. So um, I'll be hanging out in Athens and and continuing to do what I love, which is amazing. Well, I'm glad you'll still be around in Athens. That makes me super happy and super excited for you with that um, continued role with the Outlaw Ocean Project. I do want to ask about that. Um, I think your official title was content director. So can you tell me? about what you've been doing for that job. 
Sure. So yeah, content director is a nice like blanket title. Um, we, it's, it's definitely an incredible team. It's a small team. Um, and so it's one that I wear many hats in my role, but in my capacity for Yala Ocean Project, I do a variety of things. Um, I help and serve as a researcher, editor, content producer um, for all of the various reporting efforts that Ian is still completing. Um, but I'm also sort of spearheading the music side of our Outlaw Ocean music project, um, which is a project that melds journalism with music. It's uh, what we've done with that is we've taken um, snippets of recordings that Ian has collected from the past five, six, seven years um, that he's been at sea reporting. And we've uh, built an incredible archive of those sounds. And then we turn those over to musicians from all over the world. And we say, can you, take some inspiration from the book, take these sounds and really try and tell the story through your own lens, um, through your own music. And so that project has blossomed into one that's over 400 musicians strong uh, across more than 60 countries. And, uh, and we release music now every other month. And so that's a huge effort, um, one that requires me to uh, do a lot of logistical um, handling, but also a lot of really fun creative handling where I get to help the artists uh, find their inspiration, maybe fine tune it. I get to listen to all of the songs. Um, and as I, I love music, I've always have. And so that's a really fun, um, creative way that we have found um, to tell journalistic stories. We're reaching audiences that traditional methods of journalism can't. And um, that's something that uh, for me just sparks a lot of joy. So uh, director of content just sort of over encompasses a lot of things, but uh, it's, it's really um, uh, more so just serving as a sort of strategist, reporter, and music lover. I and mean, it combines all of those joys. Well, it sounds like you certainly have an exciting role ahead of you. Um, so congratulations. Um, one question that I have that I think a lot of other students may have as we, you know, I'm a junior, I'm getting to the point where I'm having to think about what I want to do after college, which is a little scary. So for you, what influenced your decision to pursue a master's degree in journalism? And, you know, how was that program different from your undergrad studies of journalism? Absolutely. So um, in undergrad, I studied journalism and political science and the undergrad program at Grady is really incredible at equipping students um, to face the practical side of journalism, right? We have the tools that we need whenever we graduate to go forth and start a reporting career in some capacity. Um, and for me, I had this sort of abstract lens about my love for journalism that I really wanted to take a little bit more time to explore. I just sort of had this feeling as I was wrapping up my undergrad career that I still had more to learn uh, and I wasn't quite ready to you know, dive headfirst into um, a traditional reporting gig. Um, and so I knew that I really wanted to, while I had the momentum going of, of being a student and uh, being involved at, at UGA, I really wanted to take an extra year and change um, to explore that, those sort of unanswered questions that I didn't have uh, necessarily the opportunity to in undergrad. And in graduate school and in specifically in this master's program, you're given the space to really ask questions and find new questions and figure out how to ask better ones. Um, you're given the room to explore the academic side of journalism, which often 
is faced with a lot more abstraction, you know, sort of why are we doing this? What is the point? What is our purpose? And are we fulfilling that purpose? You know, one thing about me is I, I love the academic side of journalism, but one fault that I have found in engaging with a lot of academia is that there's often a huge gap between academia and the practice of journalism. And I also wanted to see whether it would be possible to engage in academia in a way that could benefit the practical side of journalism. You know, there are very real problems that the industry is facing that I feel like academics can, who are, you know, granted the luxury of time, can stew over and really try and and propose some uh, potential trends or solutions. And, and so that was just something that I, I really wanted to take some time and figure out. I also um, knew that by taking some time to um, explore those sort of more abstract questions that I would also be able to explore abstract questions within myself, what I wanted out of a career, what I wanted out of uh, being a journalist and what did that mean to me? Um, and that was a question that I wasn't quite prepared to answer gearing, gearing up to my, my 2019 undergrad graduation. Um, and so that's why I decided to stick around and, um, and continue my studies. And I really think that I am now prepared and I feel ready uh, now that I'm facing another graduation to, uh, to now face the, the practical side of, of the industry. And I've even grown closer to it. Charlotte, that's awesome. And I think there is so much value in realizing that you want to take that time and doing that and using that time well. And speaking of time, um, you were a very busy student at the University of Georgia. I mean, a double major in your undergrad, now with a master's of journalism. And throughout your career, I mean, you were a business desk intern for NPR, news intern for Bloomberg News this past summer, president of the Georgia chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, in addition to being the host of The Lead and then the executive producer. So I want to ask you about balance. You know, how did you decide where to put your time and then, you know, how to use it well when you were in undergrad? What was that journey like for you? Absolutely. I think balance is a lesson that everyone learns the hard way. Um, and uh, I think for a lot of folks, they even learn it the hard way, but then aren't equipped with the tools to be able to make the proper adjustments to achieve the goal of balance. Um, you know, my freshman and sophomore year, I definitely way overdid it when it came to involvement. Um, I was involved in everything. I really wanted to explore a lot of different things, but that's for me what my initial goal was in attending a large university. Um, I was pre-journalism intent, but was also willing to field other potential um, areas that may have interested me. And so I think that that in a way is, is sort of the way to do it whenever you first get to college is to really try on a lot of different things for size and see where uh, you find your heart being pulled. Um, and, and initially in, in undergrad, that for me was through the red and black. My heart just sort of found a home there. Um, and it really gave me the space to learn. And that was um, an incredible learning laboratory uh, was through my experience at the red and black. By the time I got to my junior year of undergrad, I was definitely sort of drowning with the amount of things that I had committed myself to and really had to take a step in my junior year and say, 
you know, what is, what do I feel obligated to do versus what do I find myself excited to attend or to be a part of? And how can I somehow shuck responsibilities where I feel simply obligated to be there because I, you know, agreed to it? Um, how can I backtrack on that a little bit in order to prioritize the things that I actually enjoy or actually benefit me? And I think that that's a, a very subtle line um, that students find themselves, uh, you know, balancing is the need to continuously update your resume and the need to continuously beef things up. Um, um, I've, I also wanted to make sure that I prioritize things that I was involved in just because I enjoyed it. Um, I think that you have to strike a balance where you're still investing in things that make you happy uh, while also investing in your actual skill set while you're here in college. Like that's, you're here to learn, but you're also here to grow as a person um, and find your passions outside of your resume. Um, you are a person outside of that piece of paper. And so you need to fuel that person too. Um, and so really I did quite a bit of, you know, soul searching in my junior year and, and um, you know, decided that I was going to step away from uh, the red and black even. And at that point, I wanted to try my hand at things like audio storytelling and try my hand at different types of mediums of storytelling and just sort of knew, uh, you know, even though that that even kind of broke my heart to leave the red and black, that it would give me more time to try something new. Um, and so that's sort of where I started learning the practice of balance. It's a continuous one um, and a muscle that you have to, you know, continuously try to flex and um, in order to avoid burnout, I learned, and that's another thing that I've learned just even in my master's degree, um, was uh, finding, finding even more balance now that I need to apply this to a career. Um, my master's degree also sort of served as a method for me sort of transitioning from a undergrad into, you know, a whole real adult um, outside of university. Uh, and and how, how can I stand on my own two feet as someone who, whose first job title isn't student anymore? What does that person look like? What does that version of Charlotte look like? And so in, in the past year and a half that I've been studying my master's, I've also really prioritized stripping away things that just felt like obligations, really, you know, focusing in my time on two or three projects, uh, long-term projects that I really enjoyed being a part of, like the lead here. Um, and, and also picking two or three things that are completely just for fun. You know, I got a bike and I'm riding said bike because it's just fun and I'm not going to put on my resume, you know, in the objective line that I am here to ride my bike. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge and one that I'm still, um, practicing and, and probably will for the rest of my life at this point. Well, there's certainly some great advice found in there. You said a few things that definitely, um, I'm going to have to go back and ping and write down. Um, kind of a last question, reflecting back on your time as hosts of The Lead, can you think of any conversations from your time as host that really stood out to you? Ooh, this is a great question. Absolutely. I, I had the opportunity, um, you know, while I was host for a couple of years to not only engage with people firsthand for the interviews that I conducted, but while also sort of creating that ebook um, on news leadership, I was able to reflect back on the entire history of the lead up until that point. Um, and we have just had the opportunity in this podcast to interview really incredible people who are so generous with their time. Um, 
And I will say that there were maybe a couple of interviews um, that I conducted that still really stick with me. One of them is actually Dr. Bright, who is on faculty at the J School. And we had a really open and candid conversation about innovation and why it is absolutely essential in any media industry to be an adaptable worker. Just the way that she talked about um, the need to be an innovative thinker and the need to question the very way in which we do our job as journalists um, just really launched my brain and the gears just did not stop turning from that point onward. And it really inspired me to pursue things uh, and pursue jobs in my experience so far, even though I barely have gotten my foot out the door, um, that not only um, enable me to flex my skills and to, and to grow new ones as a journalist, but also approach journalism in a way that is unique and, and in a way that is innovative and in a way that is constantly questioning how and why we're doing things and how and why we can do them better. And I think that that's really what pushed me into going for a nonprofit journalism gig right out the gate. I, I think that journalism as an industry is one that's constantly in flux and uh, there is no traditional you know, news job anymore. And I think that as a student, you're often feeling the pressures, uh, especially in journalism, uh, there's this competition almost to have a beautiful title and a beautiful legacy news organization. And in my master's degree, I spent a lot of time really exploring that idea of professionalism in journalism and how we don't really have it in a lot of traditional ways. If you're a doctor, you know, you, you, you take an exam and you're licensed. If you're a lawyer, you take an exam and you're licensed. Uh, there's no exam and license uh, to be a journalist and to be a real journalist, quote unquote, real journalist. Um, and so what do we cling to? We cling to things like legacy, you know, news organizations. We cling to things like internships and we cling to things like, oh, well, I, I see what my peers are doing. And, and if they're doing that, then that must be the way to go. And instead of questioning what is an innovative way for me as an individual to engage with, with this industry, Dr. Bright's conversation not only uh, made me question, you know, sort of the need to be innovative and adaptive as an industry, but also the need for me as a person to be innovative and adaptive to the career that I want to lead um, and the career that I want to choose for myself. I've, I've chosen a path that feels so much more exciting and thrilling for me that I still am able to be a part of this industry, but in a innovative and creative fashion. Um, and I think that that decision has made me um, all the more equipped and prepared uh, for a what will undoubtedly be a fluctuating and rickety career, um, but one that I think that will be so much more enriching because I've chosen something that actually uh, ignites a flame inside me instead of going for what maybe feels like the normal route for a journalist. Thanks for tuning into The Lead, and an even bigger thanks to Charlotte for your contribution to The Lead, for the guidance you've offered me, and for joining us today. This episode was produced with guidance from Charlotte Norsworthy, executive producer of The Lead, as part of her graduate assistantship with the Cox Institute. To hear from more interesting media leaders, subscribe to The Lead on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at The Lead Podcast. 
see you for season 10.